Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. We are taking up a series at the moment. It's a mini-series called The Sons of God, but it is part of a larger series called World Overcoming Faith. And the subtitle of that is How and Where to Use It. <laughs> okay? We, we know about faith, and you know I just feel like we can never know enough. We were doing a series called Our Divine Nature. And one of the things that occurred to me as I was going through that series was that we need a foundation upon which we can build that information on. And I really had to take a step back. Because for me to go any further with that series, if you didn't have these foundations, it would now become air castles. You know what I'm trying to say? It would just be stuff up there that is like, yeah, that's for somebody else, not for me. So we had to come back and reestablish ourselves in a few things. But in doing that, I don't want it to be something basic and you go, yawn, I've heard all of that. So we, <laughs> so we are going to do this in a way that it's going to not only reestablish some foundations, but also move you forward into some other things as well. Amen? I mean, you're here at church and your time is valuable and I understand that, so I don't want to waste it. All right, so let's begin in First John chapter 5. Let me read these scriptures and then we'll move forward from there. Beginning in verse 1, and I'll read through to verse 5. The Apostle John says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That is a powerful statement. Can we just stop here for a minute? I want you to see how he words this. He doesn't just say that you are a child of God. He says you are born of God. That is a powerful statement. Okay, But he says that's only for those who believe in Jesus. When you believe in Jesus, something miraculous happens. You know, when, when you were first born, you were born of a woman. Oh, hopefully everybody was born of a woman. Okay, all right. <laughs> Any test tubes here? No, all right. All right, so you were born of a woman. But I want you to understand something. The Apostle John wants to take our focus. And he's saying just as much as you know you were born of a woman. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you need to know now that you are born of Of God. Just like you're born of a woman, you're now born of God. Which means you have another parent. Which means, when you are born of a woman, you enter the human race. I hope I don't flip you up with this now, alright? Please take this. Just like you were born of a woman, you were born into the human race. When you were born of God, you were born into God's race. Did you get that? See, there is something divine about us and we haven't really zeroed in on it. We, we, we've lost our focus along the way. We keep going back to, yeah, but we're born of a woman. Yes, but you are born of God as well. There is something in you that is so powerful that the Apostle John is going to say that it can do basically anything. Let's continue reading. <laughs> right? He says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who, who loves Him, who begot, also loves Him, who is begotten of Him. In other words, you know, the Pharisees, Sadducees had a real problem with Jesus. They said, if you don't like Jesus, then you don't like God. Basically is what it's saying there. Okay? And the begottens and the begots and everything else. Alright, <laughs> verse 2. All right. He says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For, verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. Can we stop there for just a second? You know, people say, I love God, I love God, I love God, but I want to do my own thing. You don't love God that much. That's right. 
Are you getting this? Okay. If you love God, keep His commandments. Do what He says to do. And we're not talking about religion. You see, this is where a lot of the problem starts. People start to go, okay, what is it? What's permissible? What's not? You know, every culture, it's different. That dress is too short, sister. Well, in some places, they don't wear a dress. Hello? (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? So, you know, that's just too short for you. And where is your mind at? Anyway, we won't go there today. Going back to this. (laughs) He says in the latter half of verse 3, And his commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4. Here, These two verses are our focus verses. Watch now, he goes back to this. Remember he began with, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God? Watch now, he says in verse 4, For whatever is born of God, watch, he says, if you are born of God, not of a human being. He says, if you are born of God, then watch what happens. You can overcome the world. What's in the world? Everything and the devil. You hear what I'm saying? I thank God he put that in there. Because if he didn't put that in there, then we have a problem. But I want you to notice that he says, if you are born, and you need to know that you are born of God in order to overcome the world. Now let's continue reading. He says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now he ties in being born of God and faith in order to overcome the world. So, can I say this? In you is the power to overcome everything on this planet. The power is in there, but it is released through faith. Did you get that? You are born of God. There's no question about that. You are one of God's kids. You are a a little God on this earth. Oh, blasphemy. No, this is the problem we're having. See, we keep missing... The thing is, if we take responsibility for being born of God, then you know what? We'll start to ask God, what do you need done down here? And we'll start to do more. Because we'll begin to realize that we have so much power, there must be some responsibility that goes with it. And no, this is not (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay, But you know, it is true. The more you understand the power that you have in you, the more you begin to realize that if things are going wrong, in your location, you're responsible. We'll get into this more. Don't worry. Verse 5. He says, Who is he who overcomes the world? That's a she as well, okay? But he or she who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Notice he ties it back into salvation. Back into you need to be born again. Back into you need to believe in Jesus. You see, there are some people that say, well, we don't need Jesus and we don't need your God and everything. Well, then you don't need to have victory in your life, obviously. (laughs) Because you are fighting something that you can't see. And you need something bigger that you can't see. That can fight it. (laughs) Amen? Alright, so all of this begins with the revelation that you are born of God. That you are God's child. And we need to spend a bit of time in that because... I know in your head you know this. But I don't know how much you know that in your heart. Okay? In that quiet moment, in that time when things are not going well, and you feel very human, very undivine, 
very like God, why are you letting this happen to me? Can I get a witness? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, those are the times that you need to say, hang on a second. I have something to say about this. If it isn't right, it ain't right. And if I'm not happy, God isn't happy. What am I doing about that? Not, oh, me, 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 me. Why don't you do something about it? And God is going, I gave you everything to do something about this. Why aren't you doing something about it? You see, one of the things that I'm hoping this will do is get you praying more. So that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's going on. You have got something that transcends distance. That transcends whatever gap there is between you and the problem. Amen? Or you and the need. It transcends all of that. Do you hear what I'm saying? And you can pray here and over there a miracle can take place. But only if we know that we can do that. If we don't know we can do that, then we'll never do it. And we'll keep complaining about what's going on over there. Let me just talk to you about this as well. I have a statement I want to make. I was going to make this on about the fourth session. But let me make this now. (laughs) Because you're here. All right? It is time that we stop taking sides and started taking over. Let me clarify that. For example, we had an election. And everybody is concerned who got in and who didn't get in. Can I just say this? When you begin to understand that you are born of God, and whatever is born of God overcomes the world, is the government in the world. It is, whether you know it or not, okay? <laughs> it's on the planet, all right? Okay. All right. You need to understand, it, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm labor. Oh, I'm liberal. Oh, I'm Christian Democratic Party. Oh, I'm some other weird party. There's some weird ones out there. Have you noticed? Okay, so, <laughs> you know, my Lord, the, the big one, it looked like a tablecloth. It just, you just look at it and then go, what is this? This is like a comedy sheet. Anyway, so, listen to me. When I, when I say that it, you, you don't, you're not here to take sides. What I mean is this. Yes, be responsible. Yes, vote. But you know something? You have the power after they get elected, whoever gets elected. If you don't like it, pray. And just say, you know what, God? Okay, they got in. No problem. It is about the people in the positions doing the job. Those are the ones that matter. So if there is anybody there that's not in line with your will, your word, I'm praying them out. And you find somebody else and put them in. Oh brother, that's unheard of. That's because you haven't prayed yet. Amen. Jesus said, whoever shall say to this mountain, not sit there, think about it, whine about it, groan, and go, is it ever going to go away? Is it ever going to get better? That nothing will happen to the mountain. Amen. He says, you are born of God. He says, don't you understand, there is something divine inside of you. What are you doing with that? Or are you so earthly minded? You know, one of the things that you, you can tell where people are at, at funerals. Oh, pastor, this is getting morbid now. No, just, <laughs> just follow me. You know, I have found there are two types of Christians. There are the heavenly minded Christians and the earthly minded Christians. Okay, the earthly minded Christians, oh, dear God, they're dead, they're dead, they're dead, they're gone, they're dead, they're a worm feast. Do you not believe in, in, in eternal life? Do you not believe that? Yeah, I know, but they're dead. You know, other people, they're like, oh, praise God, they're in heaven. 
I, I don't know if you guys like Star Trek, and I hope I don't turn you off by making a Star Trek reference. But, <laughs> you know, one of the things I still love, there's, there's yeah, the Klingons, you know? It's very interesting, their philosophy. I, I, the first time I heard it, I thought, there it is. That's a Christian philosophy. That's the way we're meant to be thinking. Because when one of them die, they just say, just get rid of the body however you want. His spirit has gone to, you know, their heaven. So all that's left is this shell. Do whatever you want with it. It is not the person. And I'm like, oh, if you only got that. You see, let me tell you something. You need to get that before you die. <laughs> okay? Because you need to understand the real you isn't just what you see. There is something beyond that. There is something that you can't see. That is the part that got born again. That is the part that became all things are new and all things are of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse... You know what? Let's, can we go there? Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Can you all say new creation, please? New creation. Do you know what new creation means? It didn't exist before. Hence, it's new. Get this now. When you were born of God, something new came into being. Are you with me? You need to understand that this new thing. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We all thought that God finished creating on the sixth day. (laughs) Hallelujah. After the cross, he kept going. Every single one of you that received Jesus as Lord received a new creation. That his creative work began again. This throws a real spanner in the works of science that says energy cannot be either created nor destroyed. Every time somebody gets saved, energy comes in from another dimension, but it comes in. Amen. And the energy in this dimension increases. Follow me now. Follow me. If enough of people get saved, there is so much God energy in that place, the thing should start changing, the atmosphere should start changing because something has changed. See, we don't get this. We don't understand that the more people that are saved, that are in a place, there is more God life in that place. Do you understand? And the only thing the devil can now do is stop you praying and stop you using that authority and just keep it under wraps. You know what Jesus called that? A light in a bush. You know who grew the bush? The devil. He goes, oh, another light. Quick, grow another bush over there. Not to hang the light, to cover the light. Amen? And we need to understand this. The more energy and the more power that's coming down here, God is getting more of Himself in this earth. And as He gets more of Himself down here, He expects us to do something with that. Amen? Notice, let me just continue on here and we'll go back to where we were. He says, if anyone's in Christ, He is a new creation Old things have passed away. Can you please let them pass away? Can you stop putting it in a little bag and carrying it around? (laughs) Okay? And when somebody says, oh, do this, and you open your bag and go, oh, no, I was not good at that. No, no, no. You may not have been, but try again. Try again. And if it doesn't work, speak to the thing. Amen. That becomes a mountain. Then, Then you can speak to and change. 
See, we have to have a whole different mindset. Our problem is we, are, we have put so many limitations. You know, if God came down here, okay, let's just, can I do a hypothetical with you? If God came down here and you needed something done, would you go to him and go, I was going to ask you to do this, but I guess you're not good at that, huh? Shocked face on Mike. All right? Because <laughs> they can't see this. All right? You'd go, if somebody was listening, they'd go, what is wrong with you? Slap up the head and go, yeah, this is God. He can do anything. Can we get amen on that? Oh, by the way, this is one of his kids. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you receive it? Listen, we all were born with certain gifts and talents. That was our beginning place. That was a gift from God until we found Him. Because dear Jesus, we'd all be useless otherwise. Okay, amen? But can I say this to you? That limitation was taken off when you came into the kingdom, when you were born again, when you were born of God, when all things became new, all things became new, all things. The little thing that didn't work before became new. All the things you couldn't do became new. And the things you could do became new. Better. (laughs) Okay? Are you hearing this? Family, we're the ones that limit God. We're the ones that then limit ourselves. And we limit God from working through us because we say we can't do it. What did Jesus say about that? Whoever says can have what he says. You are constantly speaking over your life and you are putting the limitations over your life because can I just, can I be honest? Can I just be honest now? Because some of us don't want to do so much. (laughs) Amen. And it's easier to say, I'm not good at that because it's less work. Now you have to manage your time. Managing your time doesn't mean that you get more stressed out doing more things. This time management stuff is bad, man, because you know what? It takes already a busy life and crams more into it. You can time manage yourself to death. (laughs) Okay? Do you hear me? We need to be careful about that stuff. There is a place you need to rest. But don't sell yourself short because you need a break. You just need to say, I need a break. I can do that, but if I don't stop, I will die. And you know what? I'm not that important. You'll find somebody else to replace me. Right now you don't think you can do without me. If I'm dead a week, you had found somebody already. <laughs> you need to know these things. You need to understand this. Now I'm not talking about you in the job situation necessarily. Okay, you have your responsibilities. And you know what? When we are to work, we are to work as if we're working for God. That is where we put everything into high gear. Amen. And that, that is a place. Where you need to say, I can't do that, but please don't misuse what I can do. Amen. Let them know you can do all things. And you know what? If you can't, you'll learn. Because you are a new creation. You can pick up things. You've got the mind of Christ. Amen. He made it all. He knows how it works. You just need to tap into how does this work again? Amen. And he'll show you stuff that they can't even teach you. I'm telling you. Okay, experience. Anyway, there are places you can go that you haven't gone yet. And that you need to go. But you need to understand, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have any time for yourself. That is a responsibility that you need to put on yourself as well. And you need to pray about those things as well. That can become a mountain that you need to cast into the ocean. Amen. So notice he says, 
Old things have passed away. We need to let those things pass away. And he says, behold. He says, look, see. That's what the word behold means. It's not just a fill-in word. <laughs> okay? He's going, behold. You know what I'm trying to say? You know when the cat throws up? Behold. <laughs> okay? Okay? Or the dog does something he shouldn't do? Behold. You know? It's like, can you look and see what, what happened here? What is this? He's going, behold. <laughs> okay? He's trying to get our attention. Have we beholded yet? Okay, alright. He says, behold. <laughs> all things have become new. And all things are of God. Did you see how this ties back into whatever is born of God? All things are of God. We have to break free. We have to break free from the limitations that this world has put on us. And that we have taken on and put on ourselves. And that we have allowed to limit what God can do in this earth. We have allowed all of those things. And so instead of breaking something out, we, we look at it and go, Oh no, the doctors say this, the, the financial specialists say this, the, you know, whatever says that. And, and these are the experts. What experts? You know, they, it depends on what they've learned. If it goes against what the Bible is saying, well then, you know what? You need, you need to step in. I don't know how many people have been... Can I just go down the medical line for a minute? I don't know how many people have sort of gone to a doctor and the doctor has said, oh, you've got this incurable whatever. Okay? And these the, we're talking about the, the, the believers. Okay? The, the, the unbelievers, they kind of... Or the carnal believers. Okay? They go, oh my God, that's it, I'm done for. Okay, so that's it. End of story. All right. And, and then everybody pray for me, but I'm not believing it. But everybody pray for me. They just want like something to get rubbed on. You know, rub some prayer on, sister. Rub it on. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to die anyway, but it feels good. Okay? <laughs> that's what no prayer is about. You know, that's kind of where it's at, okay? That's not how it works. You, we, <laughs> sorry. You need to understand. See, that, that's the kind of Christian. The, the spiritual ones, when they get a word from the doctor that they're not happy with, they go, no. Thanks, doc. Appreciate it, but No. And so, you know what? I, I'm telling you, this is the truth. Okay, I'm not, I'm not telling a preaching story. All right, this is the truth. <laughs> Always tell you the truth, by the way. All right. <laughs> they, have, they have realized that they're born of God. That this world doesn't have any say in how they're going to live their life, how long they're going to live, and what condition they're going to live it in. That's all up to God. Do you hear me? And the number of people that have just said no. And they have said no. God, you know what? You're going to heal me. I'm going to, say, I'm, I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to receive the healing. And I'm going to walk by faith. And you know what? They have gone back weeks later. And the same doctor that said there is no way that you're going to get over this. Because nobody has ever done that before. Says, oh, uh, maybe we made a mistake. There's nothing there. Mistake! <laughs> you want to slap him, man. There was no mistake. Do you know why? Listen to me. Because they can't now tell somebody else, oh, it's incurable because you are an exception now. So what do you do with that exception? You sweep it under the rug. Maybe we made a bad diagnosis. Boy, why are we paying you then? 
Seriously. <laughs> you, you see what I'm trying to say? The medical world won't accept what God can do. Because if it did, there's no money. Can you imagine what happened when Jesus healed them all? When all the people, that, the medical, all the specialists in Jesus' day, all the sick people that came, they said, oh, sorry, sister, you're going to have to live with that. You're going to die with that. Oh, you know, brother, that's, that's it. You know, you're a leper. You're, that's it. That's it the whole life. And there's this little Jewish guy running around, laying hands and healing everybody. Can you imagine the disgruntled patients that come back? Hey, doc, guess what? I'm the leper here. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, "Go show yourself to the priest." Because <laughs> you know, everybody looked at the priest. Is he cleared? Can, can can he touch me? Okay, they need to know, man, that he was okay to touch again. You know, Amen. See, this is what Jesus did, and he said, John fourteen twelve, greater works than these shall you do. Amen. See, we need to get to the place where we start walking in the revelation that we are born of God. That we changed parents. We changed kingdoms. Can I say this as well? The rules of this planet don't necessarily apply to you when you don't want them to. Let me tell you why. Who understands a foreign embassy who understands the concept of, you know, okay, all right. So <clears throat> if you are in, say, India, okay, all right. Why, why, why are you in India? Never mind. No. Anyway, say you're there, okay? All right. And there was some problem, and they accused you of some crime, and you got to the Australian embassy. Do you know what? They can't come and arrest you because that whole embassy, right round to the fence, is actually Australia. You can cross a fence and be in another country. That is miles away. Do you hear what I'm saying? That is exactly what happens when we're in this situation and the doctor says, oh, there is a problem, cross the fence. Go, yeah, on this side, I'm crossing the fence. I'm going to the other side. Because in this kingdom, by his stripes, I was healed. Amen. And all the rules over here don't apply to me over there. They can stand in the gate and bang at it, but <laughs> you can make funny faces and do whatever you want. They can't touch you. Do you hear me? There are times we need to cross back into, we are part of God's kingdom. Remember Colossians? He has translated you out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of His dear Son. We're in that kingdom now. Those laws apply to us. Now if that kingdom says you're going to die, you're in big trouble. <laughs> okay? hey, you can't cross over, man. You're going to die, you're going to die. That's the end of it. But you know what? You know what that kingdom is characterized by? Everlasting life. There's no death there. And Jesus said, I have come to give you life. Not death, not problems, not challenges, but life and life more abundantly. And whatever comes against you, use that life to overcome it. 
Amen? And we need to learn to do this, family. We need to take this on. And we need to begin to understand that we are not the same person anymore. We are born of God. There is something different about us. That was the reason why I went down the the road of the divine nature. But you need to know this first. You need to get established in this. You need to understand if something isn't working, if something isn't right, change it. Start praying. Can I tell you something? Are you ready for a wonderful revelation? You know that little voice that says, it's not going to work? That's when you know it's working. Because he won't waste his time telling you it's not going to work unless it's working and he's freaking out. Amen. Don't ever listen to that because that's the dumbest thing you can do. Why do you stop praying? Well, you know, nothing was happening. How do you know? Were you there? Can you see into the molecular level? Can you see into the spirit? There are times when we pray for people and it doesn't take effect till later. You know what that means? It means on a molecular level things started to change. The person says, oh I didn't feel anything. Doesn't matter. On a molecular level when you're starting to get a cough or a cold, you don't know it either. Until about two or three days later and then you go, oh dear Jesus, what happened? The reverse of a healing. (laughs) Okay? That's what happened. The healing goes the other way. You put it in there, and about three days you go, Ooh, it's all gone. Must have not been as bad as I thought. Don't go there. (laughs) Okay? Because you are taking away the miracle, which means the next time it happens, you're like, Oh dear God, here we go again. And you won't receive that same miracle back again. Hear me? Amen? We need to acknowledge God. What if it's a mistake? Better to give Him more glory than less. Better to always be in a place of victory than a place of doubt. Because that's what happens. When you're in doubt, you don't have the victory. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. Amen? John chapter 3. Can we turn there very quickly? If I've got a few a minute, I can do this in a minute. No, I can't. Anyway, so <laughs> can we go there? It says in verse 1, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So this isn't some little Jew, this is a ruler of the Jews. Do you understand? Might have been a Pharisee, might have been a Sadducee, we don't know, okay? Verse 2, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Pay attention to that. He says, I know you're from God, not by what you say, but by what you do. You know, we are evangelizing the world by what we say. Jesus evangelized it by what He did. Once He did something, they all were listening to whatever He had to say. The crowds were all over the place following Him. And it's very interesting. Once He healed them, they came to hear the Word. Isn't that interesting? They didn't just go, I'm healed, I'll go watch scroll now. They didn't have TV back then. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. All right, whatever it was, you know, they didn't do that. They thought, you know what? God heal me. I owe it to come and receive the word now. Amen? All right, let's keep going. That's not what I'm meant to do here. But notice again the faith aspect. All right? And how it's going to be followed by the new birth. Watch this now. Jesus answered. So he says, watch this. I don't know if you ever made this connection. He says, I know you're from God because of what you do. Okay? So he's saying, because of what you do, I know you're from God. Jesus takes that opportunity and notice he says, Jesus answered him and said, 
Most assuredly, I said to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. <coughs> He's saying, you want to do the same thing, this is what you need to do. Now this is going to send Nicodemus in a spin. Okay? And Nicodemus said to him, Ooh, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother? She ain't going to say yes to this. Okay? <laughs> I mean, getting me out when I was little was hard enough. Okay? And Jesus, I can just see Jesus doing all. Really? Really? And he says, most assuredly, he goes, listen, I'm really meaning this. He says, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Watch now. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. That was what that reference to born of water and born of the spirit is. Okay? One is flesh, one is spirit. Remember again, you're born twice. You need to be born of a woman to start with. But then you need to be born of God. Amen? And he says in verse 7, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Do you know why you must be born again? Because if you are not born again, you're still not in the right kingdom. You don't have a new creation. Nothing in you has changed. That's why I said this isn't about head knowledge. This is about power from within. Do you understand? It isn't about positive mental attitude. You can have positive mental attitude till you die. But you need a new creation. You need something that will take away all the old stuff and put in something that is new. And Jesus says to a Jew, a ruling class Jew, who has been keeping the law all of his life, he says, this is what you must do. All the stuff you know right now means nothing until you get born again. And the actual wording there is born from above, or born again from above. That's what he heard. You know, we walk around going, oh, you're born again, born again, born again. No. The actual full term, and I'd like you guys to use it from now on, is born again from above. Because straight away then, you indicate where that birth is coming from. Amen? It's not just a born again down here, which is what Nicodemus is going, I don't know how I can do that again. Okay? He's going, no, 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 we're not doing that again. Amen? It's from up there. You need to be born of God. Do you know why? Because only when you're born of God, do you have the power in you to overcome everything in this world. Amen? And we'll pick this up next week. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed.